I struggle with um, schedule and schedule. Never really know which one to use. Sometimes in sentence, I use both. Yeah, I would. I would go schedule me. Huh? Uh, would there be a situation where you would say schedule or schedule? Like, is that is it like? I think if I, if I did say schedule, I'd sort of done it by accident. Sort of, I'd, I'd elapsed into an Americanism for which I'd hate myself. Is it? Oh, is it? Do you think it is because of an Americanism? Schedule, schedule. I reckon. I mean, I tell you what, what annoys me. That they say aluminum, because they actually put an extra letter in it. Well, or do they? It, or do... it, it is aluminum. It's not. Um, it is because um, we changed it because it didn't sound um, clever enough. But look, the, it's, the, got, it's the, got an eye in it. Yeah, the origin is aluminum, and um, the Brits, British scientists changed its oh. spelling and pronunciation because it didn't sound clever enough. Really? Yeah. Oh, right. It's one of the, one of the science facts of <laughs> Tales of the Unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Do you want, uh, I've got a sandwich. Do you want me to get him now? Yeah, go on then. I'll have to be in the car by accident. I got you chicken because I know you... Yeah, lovely, lovely, lovely. So I've pressed record now. So uh, I just did a quick thing there, uh, meaning a search on Google. And that was, this one here is episode 13 it's called The Hitchhiker. Now, of course, on the, well, the way I've organised the, the, the podcasts is that I am going to call them episode one, being Tales of Unexpected's version of episode one. All the mini things that we do, like the intro, and when we do one about the theme tune, we're just going to call them, mid, you know, that what it is. That what it, that what it is. But not the episode number. So we are actually at episode 13, even right. though we might not be at episode 13, us two. But just to keep... Because I really, listening back, it was quite confusing saying, our episode one, there yeah, was it. Yeah, it was yeah. just... So I was like, we were right. One, one behind, weren't yeah. we? Yeah, take away the episodes. Let's. So we're kicking off episode 13, The Hitchhiker. Brilliant, right? Very good. Very good. Yeah. Now, what we both said as soon as we'd watched it was didn't seem as long as the others, even though it's exactly the same length. Didn't Why? Seem, didn't seem to be... Well, first thing we noticed, no walking, which is one of Roald's favourites. Yes. Isn't it? Well, it was replaced by another mode of transport, wasn't it? Which was uh, driving, really. So, um, Roald comes on again. He's uh, talking about... Well, he, he mentions a story, doesn't he? In this, what he starts off with a story. Yeah, and it's uh, he's got a bit of a rule. He has a bit of an adage, doesn't he? That he it's just him that seems to uh, never pass a hitchhiker without offering them a lift. That's his thing. Okay, and then he says, except there was this one occasion where I picked up two guys with long hair and bushy beards. Quite important, long hair, bushy beard. And, the, you know, they're getting on quite well, and then all of a sudden one of them sticks a knife, like the point of a knife into his neck. Roald's cool, though, isn't he? Steady is on, he says. <laughs> Steady on. <laughs> Which, um, then, they said, get out of the car, and... Drove up and left him. That's it, he's on the side of the road. Yeah. Now then, he then changed his motto to... 
Um, never pick up a hitchhiker who's got bushy Long hair and a bushy, bushy beard. Right. I, for me, that is sort of misunderstood the problem there. <laughs> I don't think it's a beard thing. No. I, I don't think this has anything to do with hair. No. I think this is a hitchhiker danger situation. This is, this is just don't pick up somebody that you don't know, because you don't know about them. Now, unless, of course, it was a fear uh, derived from the fact that the hitchhiker got the, the knife out of his beard. Well, this is what I was thinking. And it was concealed in the beard. So maybe that was it. But but I myself would have taken from that. Don't pick up hitchhikers. I've learned my lesson. Don't pick up hitchhikers. He did also mention the rain uh, in this as well. So because he he said you know he he felt a bit sorry for him. Now this episode was in uh, nineteen eighty. I don't know what it was the origin origin of the story was. Whether it was a, a book beforehand. However. Uh, Maybe back in the day, maybe back in those days, hitchhiking was a bit more acceptable. You yourself have hitchhiked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, did, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, but I know Vic Reeves uh, was picked up by Fred West. Uh, no. Yeah, he said he, he was picked up by Fred West. He hitchhiked, got in the car, and, and he, but he got to his final destination, you know, so it wasn't all bad. But oh, I hitchhiked down to Birmingham. I was... My, I was going to go on the, the bus and the train, but my mum dropped me off uh, by the bus stop. And then... Uh, Spent the money on sweets and stuff like that. <laughs> and, well, and then I walked down onto the, onto the motorway and I got, uh, I got um, one straight down to Gravelly Hill. I've never hitchhiked, OK? And I probably won't. So how does it work? Do you kind of... Do you have to do the thumb thing? Does that work? Well, that, did you do the thought? That, that's what I was doing. I mean, I, I, you know, I did not know what to do because it was a, it was a bit of a first time. But I just thought it'd be quite exciting, you know. But I, I got right to where I wanted to go. I, I read a story once about a guy who was in the car and he sees at the side of the road there was two women. Um, what I should say is this story was in Mayfair uh, magazine, so I don't know if how true it is, but it seemed like quite glamorous. <laughs> Well, the, well, it sounds like it would be in Mayfair. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so you do your thumb. Did you have a sign as well? Or? No, no. So you just have to hope just, that they're going in that direction. Yeah, but what, what's the Mayfair story? Uh, they just had sex. Oh, right. The three of them. Right, yeah. right. Um, well, this story here then is it starts off, Rold's told his story, yeah. and uh, now we, we follow Paul, who is a writer. What was his surname? Devine? Devine, Paul Devine. And, and he's lived in Cambridge for 15 years. He's in Cambridge, and uh, Roald is still telling these little still, narratives. Still a, bit, still a bit of narration going on. Over the, the footage. Now, what he says is he has a real passion for... Uh, he has a passion for driving real automobiles. Yeah. It's, the, it's his choice of words that bother me. Whether he meant... BMW is a man's car, you know, whether he, that's what he meant, but it's his choice of saying real automobiles. I don't know, I just think he says stuff to wind me up half the time. <laughs> I thought it was a bit of a strange use, that. Yeah. I wouldn't have said that. Powerful? Powerful. Um, just cars. You know, prestigious cars or. Anyway, well, so your man, Paul, he get, he's got in his car and then he's flicking through music channels, he's finding the music station he wants. 
and then through a series of snapshots we get uh, we, we understand that he's on the M11 which is a it looks like it's a new motorway doesn't it a, like a bypass for with Cambridge in London I guess but I noticed before before that we get a few indications that he's very careful about his speed oh I, I missed all of that yeah oh right that would make sense later on so what were, what were the well because nuggets he passes um, a 30 sign and we see him cautiously come down to 30. Ah. And then he passes a 40 sign, and we see the same thing happening. So the needle's so, hovering on the... Yeah, right, but, OK. But he's, he's very careful about that at, yeah. at this point. Well, that now makes sense. I must have been writing at that stage. Well, as he's uh, driving, and he's, he's on this bypass, um, he sees a hitchhiker. Now, he actually drives past him quite, to begin with. Quite a way past yeah. him, I, I thought. But stops, and the hitchhiker realises, ah, great, that's my lift. Now, what you get from the hitchhiker, because you see him close up before he's getting in the car, oldish guy, Yeah, he's got Trilby sort of hat on, long overcoat, looks relatively harmless, right? Okay, he's just an old guy, an yeah. old man. Yeah. Now, he gets in the car, and the first thing we realise as he starts talking is he's an Irish man. Now then, back in the 80s, there was uh, if you were Irish you were a terrorist right weren't you it was like and there's that famous sign isn't there that uh, Johnny Rotten used for his uh, his autobiography which says uh, no Irish no dogs no blacks uh, that, that people used to put out on um, B&Bs and stuff yeah, like that yeah well I've spent a bit of time in, in Derry recently yeah over the last year and where I choose to hotel um, that is a verb isn't it I can choose to hotel there. If it ain't, it ought to be, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, Right, so I, I, where I choose to hotel is right next to the bog side, which is where the troubles really were, you know, between um, Northern Ireland and, and uh, Republic of Ireland. Yeah. And at the top of the, the city walls, you can see the, the kind of murals on the side of the wall. They're still kind of scary now, yeah. but I imagine back then. But anyway, this guy is Irish, 1980s. He's an Irishman. Now... Not saying there's any prejudice, but it may have been written in for a bit of a reason, you know, to cause a little bit of alarm here and there. Well, it could have been because I'm just I'm just having a look here, and uh, it seems that uh, in uh, the uh, original version, he was a, a Cockney. Now, in this version, they play on the Irish, yeah, don't they? They really make a yeah. They make a, a deal that he is actually Irish. The other reason he could be Irish, this is the innocent version, he's going to Derby Day. He's, he's talking about the fact that where's he going? He wants to be at the other side of London because he's going to a particular horse racing event. And so now, again, like you, I'm not an expert in some things, okay? But I, one of the things I'm definitely not an expert is horse racing. No, I have no clue. Don't know how it works, what, what the deal is, okay? But I do know that Irish men have uh, there's an affiliation you know horses are trained in Ireland they're generally good horses lots of trainers and owners yeah yeah, and jockeys as well they're all it's like that seems to be there, a big thing over there so that could be the reason why that that he was had to be Irish because then it was like ah oh, yeah he's an Irish guy of course he's interested in horses could be I mean when he's talking about the car as well you know we've said about Roald talking about the car and saying a, a real car he says he sm- it smells like a thoroughbred did say that okay, and yes. that's not a strange thing to yeah. say but, so as we go on the, he then 
says that he's actually not interested in the horse, horses. Yeah. He's also not interested in placing a bet. Or even watching horses run. They're not interested. Okay, so what the hell is he doing at this derby? Well, I'm going to come back to this later on about his profession. Okay? Right. But what we can say for now is we don't know what he does or what he's interested in is this horse race, right? No, right. No, all, all we know is he's been very, very mysterious Mis- about it. Super mysterious. And actually... That mysterious is a great word to use. I, I actually wrote down aggressive, and I don't think it was aggressive. No, no. But it was like, it, it was taunting him with... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we get to an odd stage there, where Devine sort of suggests he might be a one-man band, Michael. There was, oh, well, he names most professions, doesn't he? But this is very, very offensive to Michael, yes. for some reason. Yes. To, to be a one-man band, yeah. which I can't really see. Yeah, no. Uh, at which point he decides he wants to get out of the car. Yeah. Now then... I have a theory about this. Right. The reason why he said, get me out of the car, and he actually gets out of the car yeah. and starts uh, thumbing another lift down at that stage again. Yeah. And whilst Divine sat in the car, apologising profusely and, and almost insisting, please come back in the car. Which I'd, I'd sort of say, oh, right. you know, yeah. on your way, mate, I don't See care. See you later. You're yeah. going to be that touchy about a one man band, yeah. for God's sake. Okay. Well, I think this was one of those uh, reverse psychology things. Right. Where you go, um, oh no, it's all right, I don't want to lift anyway. And then the guy goes, oh come on, of course you want to lift. He goes, no, 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 no. It's almost to build that, that trust up. Well, I was wondering, there must be a reason for it being in there. There's got to be, isn't there? Well, I, think it's, I think it's building up the trust then. Uh, I mean, that, that thing with the reverse psychology, I, uh, I'm sort of always aware, I'll try and be aware if somebody's trying to do that with me. Because sometimes people say, they'll say, you know, in a conversation, Oh, um, I, I heard this the other day, but you know, I really couldn't. I couldn't tell you about it. And I'll always say, "Oh no, you shouldn't." Then, if <laughs> because <laughs> they really wanted me to say, "Oh, go on, go on." But if you just say that, then yeah, more now, often than not, they'll they'll tell you. You and I, you and me, are not on Facebook, are we? No, as individuals, right? Okay, which. I think we should also add that we've realised now that we probably need to be to get this show a, a Facebook page yeah. to get some traction on it. But um, well, I have I have tried, but as I say, you can only get a name on, right? Now we are unexpected guys, so I tried to put uh, guy unexpected, <laughs> but that wouldn't work. So the closest I could get was guy chance, but that means, <laughs> it means nothing. <laughs> I quite like the name. It's like an, a 1950s detective, isn't it? Is, isn't it? it? Yeah. Um, however, uh, where did that come from? Ah, the Facebook thing. Right. A lot of people on the Twitter and the Facebook sort of like want you to. They want to. They sow that kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, the worst day. But I shouldn't. But I'm not going to talk about. It. I can't yeah. tell you. So, and you know there are people going. Come on, what's what's going on? People love gossip. I'm like you with this. It's kind of like somebody says she probably shouldn't say. Uh, no, I'm not going to say. And I say, well, just let's leave it at that then. <laughs> because if if you can't be asked to say, then it isn't worth me knowing about. You know, I'm not I'm not a gossiper, and which is great. And not not having people tell me gossip is brilliant. Yeah, because I don't have gossip to worry about then. But also, the secrets that I've got, I'm not told anybody. I can't ask you what they are, can I? You could try. You know. <laughs> Do you not want to know some of the secrets? Well, you wouldn't tell me, would you? Yeah, you're useless, Rob. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> so, after a while, 
this guy decides he's going to get back in the car. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yeah. We've had very, very apologetic Paul. Yeah. Um, and then he gets back in the car. Based on the fact that he's a writer, it seems. So he's, he's sort of like looking into the window. Is he a writer, these? Yeah, that seems to turn That's, around. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe there was something in that fact that I was like, oh, right, okay, with this writer, maybe you can write a story about what's about to happen. But I noticed then, as soon as he gets back in the car, he starts on about his occupation That's again. It. We're, we're starting up again. So Divine, presumably at this point, knows, right, it's not one man band. Won't mention that again. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the, the scene then goes to a motorway where we're getting onto a motorway. It starts talking about the car yeah. and the, the power of the car. Yeah. And he bets him, he says, it'll do, oh, you'll get 129 miles an hour out of this bad boy. And he goes, no, you can't do that. So he's definitely doing this psychology thing at yeah. this point, isn't he? Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely that winding is, him up for this. Yeah, because he's, yeah, because he's, he's like, I can't do it. He goes, of course you can. Let's do it. Let's try it. Put your foot down, whatever it is. And then he goes, all right then, fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> now, reminded me there, it's pretty much like that smoking in bars thing, is that there was a period of time when you didn't have to wear a seatbelt. Yeah. In fact, some, some cars didn't have a seatbelt in the back, I think, or something like that. So. Well, and I remember when it first came out that you did have to wear a seatbelt, uh, to try and get away with it, coats were developed that was that had like a representation of a seatbelt across <laughs> really? it, so like, that you could you could drive along and the cops would think you got one on <laughs> without having your seatbelt on. Which really, yeah, coats with a stripe on. Yeah, why why you want to do that? I don't know. But but I I learned to drive without, and I found it really strange when I when I then had to always drive with a seatbelt on because mm. it sort of felt a bit weird. You know, does the inertia seatbelt ever bother you? No, it, only, it bothers me when when I absolutely don't need it to happen. Like you know what I mean by that? Yeah, kind of yeah. Like the it it cl- thing. clacks and and I'm and it, it hits and I'm going. I kind of like, ah, oh, bastard! You've got me. Right? Okay. Now I'll just let it go back a little bit and then I'll and now it's got me again. And then it's like, come on! And it's like it's it's not saving lives. It's increasing like the, the stress situation. Of what's going on. It's like, I need to move forward, seatbelt. But can you remember when they didn't have inertia wheels? I don't think I remember inertia... Re- inertia not, not inertia. Yeah, inertia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were I, worse, of course. I remember being picked up from school, I think, uh, in my mum's... I'm going to say Nissan Sunny. Right. Let's, let's say Nissan Sunny. And I remember leaving the, the school uh, in the car... And I was uh, curled up in a ball in the footwell, and 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 uh, why? I just re- just decided I was going to do it, but right. I remember it vividly. Uh, I also remember driving back from my nana's in Wormsworth, up uh, Doncaster. Yeah, and um, I used to sit in the footwell in the back to see things, right? And I used to like it when we were driving the motorway, where the street lights would make interesting casts of light and shadow right and uh, and I would try to hold my breath whilst it were in the dark and stuff I still sort of do those sort of little tricks you know when you're on your own and you see like a different colour pavement what, a different you have to hold your breath until yeah, you get so, until you get over so, so yeah so imagine right you're driving along and you see like a new bit of tarmac road yeah but you can see just a bit further down that it ends so I'll hold my breath 
whilst we drive over it and then lay out. It gets a little bit weird around uh, the Doncaster junction of uh, the A1 because there's a long bit (laughs) and you can just about do it before passing out. Uh, before you needed to turn in Doncaster. Do you do that thing sometimes where you sort of like bet with yourself that if you can do a certain thing... That somebody won't die? Yeah, yeah. or or, yeah. or some things will happen. Like yeah. if you, Because I've mentioned this to people before because I thought everybody did this. No, I've done it. Michelle but, did, it, did it as well. Yeah, we. I did it when... Uh, before my dad died and he was ill. Oh. So I... I had to play chopsticks all the way through on the piano without messing up otherwise he'd die right that's fucking crazy that isn't it <laughs> but I was what was I I was 11, 12 I was 12 at the time I mean he did die so <laughs> <laughs> did you finish chopsticks I did finish it and so I don't think that rule worked <laughs> <laughs> I sort of have like it would be fantastic sort of well terrible bets when I, when I was a kid it would be like if I don't get this in the bin the devil will take my soul <laughs> I, win, I, win, I was playing for big stakes and I don't know why <laughs> right awesome I love that now then he's getting up to that speed limit isn't he right okay yeah. he's powering through past the 70 past the 80 we've got some synth music coming on yeah. now yeah. which is beloved in here isn't it yeah. it's from the 80s it's well it only the synth music always represents a rock and roll moment doesn't it <laughs> And um, yeah, I like that. Uh, you know, are oh, we mean business now? <laughs> so, well, we're getting past up to past hundred, past up to hundred and twenty. And Michael's getting really excited. I oh yeah, I mean, it's less goading now because he's actually quite impressed. Yeah. So it gets up to hundred and twenty-five, and I think we probably hit hundred and twenty-nine. Although I don't see it hit the needle. Maybe. Yeah, I think we do because that—that's the sort of thing, isn't it? Now, do you think then at this point, Michael's got an ulterior motive in encouraging this speed? I or? don't get it. I, I mean, the thing is, it just doesn't seem like it was premeditated. Like, what I'll do is I'll get in the car, I'll build up trust, I'll make them speed, I'll make them get caught. And then the it's it a step step too far, isn't just it? Just a bit. No, the TV's come on. <laughs> the TV's come on. <laughs> TV's off. Yeah, it's a step too. It's a step too far. You wouldn't be able. Well, I suppose there's a fair chance if you if you're doing 129. Look, if if it happened, which it did. Yeah. But if it happened, he must be thinking, don't matter because I can. I'll be, I'll, I'm all right anyway. I'm all right regardless. It just seems like if somebody says to me, "You drive 120 miles an hour in your car," yeah. I wouldn't. No. I, if I knew him or not, I mean, it, I'd know him because, as we've said at the beginning, I wouldn't offer a lift. But it just seems really bizarre that he's counting on that to happen in order for this story to work. Yeah. So I don't. I think it's a separate part of the story. What I did notice was, because, I mean, we may have alluded to this, but they get caught. They get, the policeman sees them, and actually, he catches up with them at 112 miles an hour, and that's what he's going to do them for, 112 miles an hour, he says. Yeah. Well, it starts raining whilst the policeman is... Yeah, really, really heavily raining. Heavily raining. Now, again, doesn't seem to be much point to that rain. When it's happening, you think, aye, aye, the rain's going to play a big part, because... Yeah. 
it was not spitting. It was it was hurting it down, wasn't it? You couldn't hardly see out the windscreen or anything like that. And and I don't know whether this was a mistake or not, but you could hear it splashing on the camera or the mic, I should say, or the cover, whatever's on them. So you know there was a few things there, and then. The other thing was, of course, this is the most patronising policeman. <laughs> I mean, if police wanted a bad reputation in the 1980s, this starts it all off. Weird, I thought, a very unconvincing uniform. It just looked like one a of bib. those... A bib. And a wax jacket, didn't it? School football bib. Yeah. To, to say, say which side of the teams you're on. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's having every possible dig at him, isn't he? Yeah. So he, yeah, pulls him over, and then so the, some of the digs are um, house on fire. Got a lady in the back of your car giving birth, uh, and he's saying it like that, isn't he? We well, also noticed when he was chewing gum as oh, well. I didn't know. Oh, wanker! <laughs> um, not that people who chew gum are wankers, but just you know, you know when they let you know that they're chewing gum, you know. Yeah, well, it's sort of like a, you imagine American cops doing that, yeah, with, yes. with, with mirror shades on and stuff like that. To be honest, that looks to be where this inspiration is of this pulling over business, but it doesn't quite work in England. Does in England, it? because they you just turn into patronising. You don't you don't look hard. Yeah. You just look patronising because you need the kit, don't you? Yeah. And, and they just didn't have it well he points out and we've not pointed out that uh, Paul has got uh, an American accent so he tries to educate him a bit on the British ways of doing things and the speed limits and stuff and he gets him out of the car it's throwing it down still um, and he sees his driving licence notices that there's two convictions on there already therefore this would if this went to court and it looks like it's going to do then he could face a fine or a ban or both I guess as well yeah well so you would have been uh, totting up totting up 12 points 12 yeah um, would have, uh, no he'd have got 9 he'd have got 9 are they that. 3 for speeding I think it was in those days well yeah. have you ever had any points yeah me too yeah. they're gone now yeah my, mine were totally undeserved mine were I well sort of there was this there was this hill right and uh, and the hill was speeding and you were stood still (laughs) and the the policeman the camera got you that was it no but at the top of the hill you had to be doing 30 and so when I no at the bottom of the hill you had to be doing 30 so I hit the bottom of the hill doing 40 and then used the hill to slow up to get to 30 Right. So I suppose technically it was yeah. right, but it, it felt wrong. Well, mine, uh, there was a slight injustice. I deserved it because I wasn't concentrating, but it was one of those temporary speed things. And being that I was, it was on a motorway, and I would travel this journey every day. It was to uh, Sheffield uh, when I was at Sheffield Uni, and I, was, I got on the motorway at the slip road, and it was usual, normal motorway speeds, but there was a lane that was... Uh, like a roadwork lane and so they just cut it to 50 and there was a speed camera that got me and said it was a temporary and I was like you know what I, sh- I should have been but you know nobody no, got hurt anyway they've been gone now so I, I am uh, conviction free right me, now me too yeah. have you ever been shot by the radar gun what, what do you mean like uh, well I was I was driving along it was in um, uh, Balby near Doncaster yeah. Uh and um, as I was driving along I'm going down a hill I go down a hill this time and a cop walks out from behind a tree 
and pointed a radar gun at me and was that with me? you sorry I thought you meant sh- like shot at <laughs> like with some high tech no laser but it's a right, real t- you mean the speed gun thing yeah, yeah. but they, they come out and point it at you and when you're driving along and somebody comes out from behind a tree and points something at, at you it's really terrifying <laughs> but but that's not that's not the best thing that's happened to me this when I, I was driving along it's getting bored right and I was really impressed by this <laughs> it was dark and uh, as I'm driving along there's like two or three kids on one side of the street and two or three kids on the other. Visibility is quite poor. And as I got level with them, they leant back as though they were pulling an invisible rope. And I, I obviously braked. Yes. But I was so impressed. I couldn't even be yeah, angry. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I don't think I'd have laughed that one off. Yeah. Yeah. I like those... Uh, I've seen this on YouTube where people are pretending to hold, like, a pane of glass, you know, to, like, the six foot between them or something like that, and they're miming holding a pane of glass. And people walk around them. I think that's great. <laughs> it's a really nice little experiment. That's good. And when was that? Oh, that was about ten years ago. Well, we need to find these guys... Um, yeah, if you're, if you're listening. If you're listening and that was you, please get in touch. You, there is a way to get in touch. Have a look at the show notes. Uh, e- there's an email address, right? Uh, it's tales of the unexpected at outlook.com. Yeah, and go and see Twitter. We've populated nothing <laughs> with, with nothing at the moment. Um, but that's because we're do- busy doing other things, um, uh, mainly producing this show. So, um, which, uh, where did we get to? Very unpleasant cop, very cop. unconvincing uniform. Yeah. So now he's is he's had enough uh, of talking to Paul. Says get back in and you recover your breath. Yes, uh, and which I did. I thought we were preparing for a breathalyzer. Ah, okay, but he, that wasn't what happened because yeah. next the Irish guy is giving it some welly, and uh, he says, "Right, you're my witness. <laughs> get you get out. I'm going to chat with you next." So he does, and that's where we find his name is Michael O'Brien Fish, and he's unemployed. Yeah, uh, an unemployed hod carrier. An unemployed hod carrier. What's a hod carrier? It's a, a brick uh, thing, isn't it? It's what you yeah. carry bricks in. Okay. A hod. All right, I didn't know that. But you carry it on the shoulder. It's like, oh, I've seen, like a stick. Yeah, I've seen these. It's like a, an angled... Yeah. Like a right-angled thing. Yeah, like yeah. that, yeah, yeah. And um, he's... Basically, this is something you see more and more now with the social justice warriors, is that um, if a policeman sort of like goes, or anybody in a position of authority, I guess, just goes, and and what I'm doing is I'm simulating touching Rob's shoulder here, but I'm just going, no, calm down. And they go, you saw that? He's He attacked my shoulder. You, you see this, don't you? Yeah, it's like yeah. people are out to get somewhere for nothing, right? Anyway, that this is the first instance of that, I think, where he goes, you, because he didn't, he's just like telling him to calm down and he's put his arm against him, he's like, settle down. He goes, you saw that, he's assaulted me. Yeah, and he says that Paul deveins his witness. Yeah. To which and the cop replies, no, you're, you're, no, you're, you're, you're my, my witness. witness. As, as though there's only the possibility <laughs> of one witness to, to any yeah. sort of incident yeah. in a day. Yeah, which, if you're not familiar with anything right now, all of this could become plausible. However, it just seems like the cop's just, like, not got the right information here <laughs> and probably is just wound up so that's what's going to happen next well that touch that moment of connection between the policeman and 
Michael Fish is sort of important later on, isn't it? In fact, when they get back in the car and then they say, right, what we're going to do now, he goes, right, well, we're going to get off this cop-infested motorway. <laughs> <laughs> there was another bit here where somebody that they passed in the car... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where there was like kids in the back yeah and they seem to be really impressed by the BMW speeding brown lanes and stuff and as they drive past but they're just pissing themselves yeah <laughs> which I think is a little bit cruel in the circumstances isn't it really? would you would you well I, I've experienced this I was right. broken down in Bawtree and um, I'm getting towed now because I'm not going to call the RAC out for this, I'm just getting a mate to tow me. Yeah. And they're wrapping the, the, the that big twiny thing with sort of like a... It's like a purpose rope, in it? Purpose-built rope, you know, yeah. to pull a car. Yeah. And, Is it um, blue? A lot of them are blue. It was they? blue, yeah. yeah. This was a long time ago. I'm saying that I think this was probably about 20, 22 years ago-ish. Right. I'm in the, my steering wheel, and the... I'm getting towed and it comes undone and it twangs off so I'm still stood there and the other car's driving away Right. and lots of people were stood watching and just laughed <laughs> now I think in hindsight I'd have found that funny watching it but when you're that you've got to face the embarrassment of not not doing anything at all and just standing and your mate's sort of driven off a bit and you're stranded sort of thing they, they carried on going there must have been a period of time when they realised there's no I've not got a car at the back so I get out of the car people are laughing at me and it's like I wish I just wish I wasn't here it's, it's terrifying horrible. being told as well isn't it because you know like if you get to a roundabout and they set off and you've got the <laughs> you're just committed aren't you there's nothing you can do no there's nothing you can do anyway I so mean you can break slightly but it's not going to help. It's not going to help, yeah. You've got to keep their speed. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely terrible. If, if I always think I'd want to be like towed on a bar and then. A towed on a bar? <laughs> what do you I, mean? I have a big metal bar. Ah! Yeah. So yeah, I think I'd be less scary. Yeah. Right. Now then, um, they decide to go and. Get dry off. Cop infested highway. Cop infested highway and dry off. Well, I I didn't know if it, what sort of thing it was, but it, it was a, the Red Lion Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think, I could be wrong here, but um, there are a, kind of a list of popular pub names, um, and Red Lion, I think, is up there. Yeah, it's, it's number one. You're looking at that list there, didn't you? No. Okay. Do you want to have a guess at what any of the in the top ten are of, of Britain's top pub names? Uh, King's Arms. No, there's a King's Head. Yes. Uh, White Heart. There's a White. Yes, there's a White Heart. Uh, Swan. No Swan. Um. Ooh. Uh, These ooh, are actually the top eight. Fox Downs. No. There's a, there's a, there is another and. Uh, one's like a a tree. Royal Oak. Royal Oak. Yes, you're in. There's a like a flower and a something the Queen would wear on her head. The uh, crown and rose and crown. Rose and crown. Yeah. And there's just the crown. And the crown. Oh, right. Anyway, that, that, but yes, I did think that when I wrote that down that that was a popular pub name. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So then he rolls a cigarette. They're back in the car. They're on the road again, moving right along. And then he rolls a cigarette in lightning speed. And it's at this point he mentions his fingers, 
and he says, I know the joke. Fish fingers, right? Yes. Now, I didn't, I didn't get this at this point. Right. Because, um, now... Yeah, because we'll come back to that in a second. Right. Right, okay. Uh, again, they're talking about, well, what do you do with your fingers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, there's, there's, there's even more of this, of yeah. this guessing, isn't there? And, he, again, he's encouraging him to guess. Keep guessing, keep going along with it and stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a really weird... But then, it produces a belt. Yeah. yeah. He says, do you like this? He goes, and then Paul Devine goes, looks a bit like mine, that does. And then he says, well, have a look at... Is, he, is anybody missing a shoelace? No, no, but he then says, check, oh. check your belt. And, and then he, he says, what do you mean? What do you mean? It's like you've taken it off my trousers, through that the hoops. Looped. Okay, and then he, and he looks down, it's gone. And then he says, what about this? He shows him a shoelace. Anybody missing a shoelace? Looks down, his shoelace is gone. Right. Right. What's really interesting is that none of these things are replaced. Like he's like when they get out of the car later on, you can see he's like still missing his shoelace and stuff. Oh, I, like, right. I like that bit of continuity, but there is a continuity problem here because the guy's cigarette keeps appearing behind his ear and not behind his ear and behind his ear and not behind oh, his right. ear. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's forgivable. Well, I find it strange how much he produces at this point. <laughs> the wallet. Uh, letters. Letters? Where, where, where are they? Where are letters from? Uh, he also seems to produce a, a notebook. Because at that, at that, he says to him, are you, are you a policeman? Are you a policeman? Yes. Now then, he's basically owning up to all the shit that he's pinched. And then the crescendo is this notebook. Now, Paul stops the car. Yeah. He says, get out. And it turns out that this notebook is actually the policeman's notebook with all the details of the altercation at the side of the road. Yeah. And as he's kind of like, this idea formulates, in Paul's mind at least, that, hang on a minute, if that notepad's here, that means there's no evidence against me, apart from one policeman's word for it, and he's got no information. Fish reassures him that, actually... You know, he won't have been remembering number plates because he's written it down. He's written it down. He, yeah. didn't, ex- he didn't think he was going to have to remember anything today. And and then he suggests that they build a bonfire at the side of the road. Build a bo- yeah. So now, oh yeah, Paul was angry that his stuff's been nicked, but now he's pretty happy that actually he's, he looks like he's going to get him off this uh, conviction. And then you at this point said, oh. And this is something that you realise with the name. What's that? F- the fish name. You went, when we were watching it, you went... Oh, no, it was just that, oh. that's, with, with the fish fingers. Because I'm thinking, why is it, what's fish oh. fingers got to do with it? <laughs> and it just took that long for me to realise you were called Michael Fish. Because I'm thinking, <laughs> is it something to do with... People's... Slippery fingers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah OK. Well, um, yeah, so they, they start so says, building... Yeah, yeah, build a bonfire. Now, interestingly, you know... You were wondering when this story was, yes. was... Well, it was first published in 1977. Uh, and uh, it actually ends in the short story where they pull off the road to burn the books. Right. That's it. So the twisty end has been an afterthought. Is, is bolted on. And that's not the first time no, that this has happened. it's not. With that fucking cat story. Yes, the, that yeah. was a which needed improvement in all fairness anyway but <laughs> I found that the building a bonfire 
It's just a bit of an odd solution to, <laughs> to tear it up, tear it, scribble over it, rub it out. Yeah, just, just drive along with it. Yeah, and then get rid of it. But but getting out of the car at the side of the road, the side of the road to build a bonfire. And then what makes this worse is uh, is they're finding little bits of kindling. Yeah. And uh, which I think is where the rain was because because he's they need to find dry kindling. Yeah. So Michael Fish says, go over to that bush over there because the, it'll be drier over there. Which he does. Paul comes back. Everything's gone. The car's gone. The fire's been lit. Yes. So there is no no evidence about Michael Fish anymore either. Ah, do you reckon he's... I thought that that was... I'll get rid of that. I'll get rid of the evidence. I'll get rid of the car details and stuff like that. So uh, I think that that's probably it. But uh, he, what the man says, Paul, as before the credits roll, is um, he couldn't resist it. He couldn't resist it. Now, for me, there was never an element of temptation in this. It, it felt like somewhere or another, Fish was going to have his way today. And it just so happens that it went down this avenue. But it wasn't a matter of, oh, I'm desperate to get up to no good, and I would just, but I can't. It, like, it couldn't resist it. It was like, it, instead of going down, it gives more opportune then. I just so. can't. Oh, fucking bellend. And, and more me. More me for being a bellend, for trusting this. And deciding to have a bonfire at Cider Road. Well, anyway. But... Uh, yeah, interesting you should say the fact that it stops and they build a thing. Yeah. Because what would they do next? Probably cuddle and snog. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, well, that, well, what we both felt was there, uh, maybe speaking for you here, but we enjoyed that episode. Yeah, right? very, very much so. And as I was saying, I thought it went really quick. It, uh, it did seem to go quick, and it was probably because it was constantly moving. Yeah. Yeah, I felt yeah. no no filler in there really. On on that point, I love a good road movie, like a you know like a road trip sort of thing. You know where you you're you have to get somewhere for the film to you know move, move along. And in real life, I love I love a, a road trip. I love the idea of having these things happen in, in cars, you know, and you, you just, you're seeing the scenery as you go by. I love that. And that might be the reason why, is because we were constantly, we were getting up to stuff at the side of the road and in, in a pub and then further on. And yeah. I, I think that might be the reason, for me at least, anyway. But it did seem to just keep, keep the momentum up. Yes, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed this one, yeah. 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 Well, so that's, uh, that is the end of that episode. And we're now at the start of... Sorry. <laughs> I was saying things without thinking what I was saying. They're just words are coming out. Next week is going to... Well, in fact, look, I've been saying next week and last week and all sorts of stuff. But actually, we're doing these fortnightly. Right. Um, just because I like saying the word fortnight. Next fortnight ago... They don't understand that in America, you know. Fortnight? Yeah, yeah. Do they not? No, I... Uh... I, I had a friend over there, and uh, he had no idea what I was talking about. A fortnight. Oh, it's, I think it's lovely. But uh, in the next two weeks, later I th- on... I'm thinking it's a contraction of 14 nights, you know. Uh, of course it is. Which yeah. I, I'd never thought about until I had to explain it to him what it yeah. meant. Yeah, weekend is a contraction of the weekend. 
So <laughs> not much of a contraction though, is it? Yeah, well it's just a space that's been removed. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's poison next time, which uh, will be episode fourteen. Brief synopsis, Rob. It's a story set in India during the time of British colonisation. And it involves... Racists. It involves a crate, which is one of the deadliest of snakes. Oh, my God. A crate is a snake? A crate is a snake. Right, okay. Awesome. Look forward to that. Uh, We'll see you next time. Ta-ra! See you in a fortnight.